millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast with Benji Nyson. We're back in the swing of things. We once again have our webcams working. This has been on our short list or, I mean, it's a short long list or a long short list of off-season topics to cover I've been trying to avoid it because I know that the internet is going to roast me for what I'm going to say in this podcast. And Benji's been reminding me on a weekly, sometimes daily basis that we need to cover this. We're covering who is the best male time trial rider in the world. And I think this is a pretty contentious one from our perspective. Obviously, the best female time trial rider in the world is Chloe Dygert. Um, She's proved that over short and long distances, and we're going to see that next year hopefully when she's back to full fitness but this could be a pretty spicy one um, some conjecture some speculation some what if some goalpost movings from me but yeah how are you going benji uh what, what green screen would you like me to put for you today cobblestones or what What do you want i'm not sure like a giant <laughs> clock or something something within the team because last time you you decided to go for a, a french cobble section of all of those and uh at least have chosen the flamingo. Come on, how could you tell they were French cobblestones? <laughs> oh, did I? You, you see that? You see that? <laughs> okay, Benji can. Tell I recognize what... my cobbles. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a bit unusual. That's a bit weird. I just watched the Australian India T20 terrible bowling plan from Australia with the uh, short third man bowling wide outside off stump. So I'm pretty depressed. Hopefully that doesn't come through in the podcast too much. We'll probably be releasing this later in the week. Benji has literally no idea what I just said. But just to introduce this, who's the best time trial rider in the world, we're going to do this in a more sophisticated manner than just <laughs> who won the world championships. They must be the best time trial rider in the world. That's not, I think, the right question, just like just because somebody wins a grand tour or wins a particular race it necessarily means they're the best in that category of rider. So we're looking at six categories and also we're going to do the best maybe team it would be the best in a team time trial scenario. But for an individual, here, here are the six categories. And maybe Benji throw out some other examples of parkour in these categories as I bring them up. First category, 10 kilometer or less pancake flat, typical prologue style uh, time trial. Bink bank, sometimes at the start of the Vuelta or Giro. And the tour, tour sometimes when Cancellari would take yellow. Terreno stage one is the classic for this. Prologue 10Ks. Second category is a rolling parkour. Could be short or long. World Championships at Yorkshire. Very rolly. Didn't really have any extended climbs, but rolly and a lot of accumulated climbing. Algarve in 2020, Volta Algarve had a similar TT. Third one is the typical one you'll see in a Grand Tour and the ones you will see next year in the Tour de France, actually. 20 to 35 kilometers, mostly flat. And that's what we had at Imola for the World Champs this year. 33Ks, I think, or so, pretty much flat. Fourth, 
is an ITT with a genuine climb in it. And I've got a genuine climb is over 1.3, 1.5K is at 7% is what I would say. That is a genuine climb and above that. I don't actually think uh, the Giro TTs, I don't classify them as genuine climbs. I'm more talking Planche de Belfi ITT or the World Championships Parkour at Bergen in 2017. The fifth category is a 50-kilometer, the classic World Champs ITT, like we saw in Yorkshire, uh, or a lot of <laughs> most of the World Champs years. It they take over an hour. Um, so, yeah, that's another category, and we haven't seen one of them. I don't think we saw one of them in the entirety of the 2020. Is that right, Benji? Was there any TT that was an hour in 2020? Nope, I don't think so. Um, wow. Well, the, the climbing one, perhaps, but I think I was just under Oh, an yeah, true. Yeah, Planche de Belfi was like 50, doesn't count, minutes. you know? Yeah, 56 minutes, maybe. Sixth category is, and this is not really like a parkour change, this is just a type of TT. And I guess this is 6A and 6B. 6A is a TT deep in the midst of a Grand Tour. Stages 20 in 2018, 2020, and I think 2021 Tour de France, and obviously 2020 Giro d'Italia. I think they are a different proposition to a normal one-day, one-off TT like the World Championships, like Chrono de Nations, uh, which I don't think we had this year. They're different. The riders, it's a different demand on riders, those sort of time trials. And we've seen that with how well Roglic did at Bergen and how he's not, I don't think, at that level. And we could talk about that in uh, the end of Grand Tours. So have I missed any other types of TTs, Benji, both parkour or when they appear in the year? Not really. And I think that perhaps the only thing we're missing is between a prologue and the 20 kilometer mark but i think that's basically a balance of the two uh, so it's not really worth it to put a specific category for those types so yeah i think we've got pretty much all of the ones that i can think of at least and then perhaps the last of one is a team time trial which is not really a uh, individual time trial rider type so i guess we've got everything we need to get started so the first category, as I mentioned, 10 kilometer or less, prologue-style TT, Terreno Stage 1, it has to be Ghana. There's just no other option. It has to be Filippo Ghana. He broke the long-standing record at the Terreno TT, which is an out-and-back on the same course every year. So it's, I guess, immune to a headwind or wind because obviously you've got the give and take of the wind there because it's an out-and-back, and, back and uh, he destroyed that record. And he's the pursuit, he's at like the four kilometer pursuit world record. Um, you know how good he is in these short ones. He D won all the Giro short TTs. And yeah, do you see, do you think he's one of the best at all, at all time in that sort of, uh, in the prologues, Benji? Who, who else was like a just destroyed prologues? Cancellara, I guess. Yeah, Cancellara, for sure. Who else was great at prologues? Well, Personally, myself, I'm I'm a follower of cycling since 2005, and I don't think I've seen something quite like Ghana, per se, next to Cancellara. I think Tony Martin was good at prologues at a certain point in his career, but he was more of that time trialist that was better at the longer time trials. Yeah. Um, I don't think I can name really anyone that I can think of that was like, oh, he's great at prologues. No. I think Ghana's um, one oh. of the more riders that lean more towards prologue-ish. Do you think anyone I'm else? 
well, there's other riders who I'm like, oh, they're pretty good at a prologue. And, yeah, they're probably the favourite today. I think that's different. When Garnett lines up yep. now in a prologue, it's like he's going to win. We just Unless he crashes or has a mechanical, yep. he's like should be $1.20 or whatever. He's going to win. Because yep. well, do you think, and here's maybe we'll already sort of, I'll preface what I'm going to say later. It does Wout van Aert, who I think is the closest probably to Ghana in terms of like the ability to put out that large amount of power in, say, a prologue, does he even have custom extensions on his TT bike? Because I know Ghana's got the difference in Ghana and Cancellara. Go and look, go to your computer right now. Type in Fabian Cancellara 2016 Rio World Champion Rio Olympics ITT and look at his position on the bike. It is old school compared to what they have now. He's got like the lowest stack height. He has yeah, like there's no stack compared to Ghana, who's got these custom extensions which really minimizes his frontal like frontal drag or whatever it's called. I'm not an expert on that, but I know that Ghana's position is way more modern, it's supposed to be way quicker. And Cancellara didn't even have that. Is Wavanaut in a fully optimized position? Um, and does he even have custom extensions? Do you know, Benji? Uh, I know that he didn't have them at the Tour de France, if I recall correctly. But right. that obviously doesn't mean much because he wasn't really planning to all out go for that mountain time trial. It's not that he was known to be a, an amazing climber at the start of the season. So most likely they didn't expect him to play a role in that kind of time trial. That changed throughout the Tour de France because he was up there with the better climbers. And throughout, perhaps, that changed into uh, an option of having him actually ride for that stage because he was unsure until the day before whether he'd do it. And the fact that it was just before the Champs-Élysées, he was also less of an opportunity for that day because he was trying to get something on Champs-Élysées. But all in all, I don't think he's optimized per se to the best of their abilities but i do think that he's in a team that is pretty great at all this stuff uh except for helmets perhaps but next to that <laughs> i would say that yeah i think he is in a team that is likely to have tested all of this with him already even if he doesn't have the focus on time trialing so he doesn't necessarily have the custom exchanges if i recall correctly once again because i could be wrong but to my knowledge, he doesn't. So perhaps if they optimize that a tiny bit, they could better that. I think the first time we saw him in the time trial was at, what was the team again? Lombo Credit or something? Crelon? Something like that? In yeah, the Bing Bang Tour or Belgian Tour? Yeah. And, okay, using you talking Flemish is just cold. But in um, <laughs> in the Bing Bang Tour, he had a, Nick a, of a, a short time trial. <laughs> 10 kilometers, I think, that time trial or prologue, and didn't he end up winning that to Tony Martin or just opposite or something like oh, that? I'm not sure. In the so past? I, only, I only really started looking at his TT results as, and maybe I'm picking only the ones I want to choose, but I, I drew a line in the sand with Wout Van Aert and I said, anything before he joined Jumbo Visma and started focusing on road as his primary focus. I, di I didn't really put much stock in what happened before then. I didn't think that was fair to compare what he did in 2016-17. Yeah. I was like, okay, he's 2018, he's now like road focus. And straight away, I mean, 
I'll read it out. I mean, why don't we mention, okay, this is Wout Van Aert's individual time trial results since he started focusing on road racing. 4th August 2018, Tour of Denmark Stage 2, 19K TT second. Tour de France 2019, then a year later, 26K TT first. 27 June, won Belgian National Champs ahead of Evenepoel. Uh, Lampard, I think, 38K TT won that. Then obviously, sorry, no, it was a Dauphiné Stage 4 he won, not the Tour de France in June. Then July was the Tour de France Stage 13 TT. He had that crash we all know about. And I think he was going to come second or maybe first there. Then August this year, when he came back from the injury, 42K TT, beat Avonapol again, came first. Tour de France stage four on Planche de Belfi, fourth, behind Thomas, no, sorry, behind Dumoulin, Port and Pagacha. Then World Champs, 31.7K TT, came second, 26 seconds behind Filippo Ganna. Um, so that's, I guess, his. TT Palmares since he joined Yumbo Visma. Um, my, my point, I guess, was how much does Wout Van Aert focus on his TT and preparing for his TT compared to someone like Rowan Dennis or Filippo Ganna? Uh, like Filippo Ganna, it is, I presume, almost the entirety of his focus, like when he's preparing, etc., is optimizing his position, etc. And I think just for completeness, I've just read out Wealth on Arts, Palmares in that period. I'll just read out Filippo Ganners, just so you have some idea of it. I mean, you can look it up on Pro Cycling Stats, which is where I'm reading it out from, um, from 2018 onwards. So Velta a San Juan, he came second in a 2.1, oh, sorry, in a, was it 14.4 kilometer ITT in 2018? Then that Terreno Prologue, I think he came 23rd in 2018, 34, 35-kilometer TT, at Amgen 5th, then European Championships, 45K TT, 12th. So 2018, he didn't win a time trial at all. And it was really 2019 when some wins started coming in. He won a prologue at Provence. But then, yeah, Terreno, he came 10th in that one. He broke the record for this year. Romandy and Romandy, there was both a prologue and a 17k TT. He came 16th and third. Then Bing Bank Tour was his first, I think, world tour level ITT win in the middle or end of 2019 last year. An 8.4k prologue length won that. World Champs, he came third behind Remco and Dennis in that beast of a 54k TT. He was like two minutes behind Dennis, I think. Chrono Donation, again, 46Ks. I think he lost that 2019 Chrono Donations to Jos van Endem, actually, by 11 seconds, and he was eight seconds ahead of Roglic. Then this year there was a big change. So Vuelta a San Juan, there was a 15.5K TT on road bikes, though. Ghana lost that to Avonapol, and then he's won every TT since. He won Terreno, 10K TT, won the World Champs ITT, and then won the three Giro ITTs. 15Ks was two of them, one with a bit of a climb in it, and then the middle one was 34Ks. So I guess my point in reading out that list is, because everyone thinks I'm stupid for even bringing this up as a conversation, are you surprised, Benji, to learn that Ghana's first World Tour level ITT win was 
in the middle to end of the 2019 season? Not per se surprised, but he does have a bit of a different growth than other riders. But we're talking about this distinction between a rider like Wout van Aert, who does not per se focus on time trialing, and Ghana, who completely focuses on time trialing at this very moment. But I don't think it really matters too much in the sense of if you want to judge them to the time trialing ability, it of course matters fully. But if you want to judge them to their ability to use that in a season, not per se, because, well, Van Aert is not going to focus on time trial, I don't think ever, at any point, unless it's like the last thing he needs to win, the World Championship ITT, and he's got everything else. So I think that we need to make a proper distinction between riders that are going to all out focus on those kind of stuff and are not, because that's a big difference. But also, the fact that about Van Aert, for example, compared to Agena, is now doing other races. Let me think about this for a second. You've got well, I looked at it differently. That, yeah, my, when I wrote an article about this, my question, the way mm-hmm. I, the, the question I posed was, if you were the manager of a world tour team and your goal mm-hmm. was to win as many time trials, including prologues, with one rider in the next twelve months, who would you pick? And an important assumption is you and that rider will be able to 100% focus on winning the most time trial races and can okay. arrange that rider's calendar accordingly. So Wout van Aert and Cavagnar and Avonapol have, and Thomas, even Thomas and Dumoulin, have to target ITTs as their A race priorities. And then Dennis Campanarts and Ghana don't have to change, I guess, anything at all. Um, so that was yeah. how I posed it. But you're saying something, you're saying, I guess, what you're saying reality. The reality is that yeah. that is not the case for Wild Van Aert or Avonapol or Thomas, and it never will be. So what's, yeah, what's the point in answering the question as sort of a hypothetical? Um, but I guess I was talking about innate TT talent um, and ability yeah. that could be improved upon but. Yeah, I guess it's, we can answer it in two in two different ways. Yeah, I think we're going to be pretty similar on a lot of things, though, um, because while we're talking about this, I still believe that a rider like Wout van Aert does have certain abilities on certain types of the ones we named to compete with a Ghana or something. So I guess we just go through them right now and kind of see which riders we feel, because I do believe that this is going to be a a slightly more potentially biased thing in the sense of it's not going to be biased based on our personal favoritisms or something, but biased towards what we think could happen if, for example, an Avonapool was not injured and was able to compete in the Giro time trials, stuff like that. Because for the 50-plus ITT time trial, we're going to have to think about the World Championship ITT of last year and we have to extrapolate from the results that they did this year to think about what they could have done in a 50-plus ITT. So that's somewhat going to be towards our personal thoughts, but I think we're going to do it in a pretty objective manner. I think we're pretty good at that these days. So, yeah, let's get started, I guess. Okay, so we already did the first one, which was the prologues. I mean, that answered itself, or did it? I mean, yeah. Ganner is the best at prologues right now in 2020. Yeah. This, the second category is like a rolling parkour 
with, I don't know, constant climbing but not long climbs. I think Rowan Dennis is perfect at these sort of parkour. Handling is important, particularly at Yorkshire. Victor Campanath's like he seems to crash a lot. He crashed at Yorkshire, crashes in these Italian ITTs at the Giro as well. The rolling long parkour, I have to say, I still would take Avonapol, Wabanath, and Dennis over Ghana. All three of them I would take over Filippo Ghana um, for that sort of parkour. I, I just. Just in the same way that Arno Demar winning four or five or whatever Giro sprint stages, I don't think that Ghana winning three of them, if he'd won one or won three, it didn't really change my opinion on him. Um, his win at World Champs was much more important, I think, against all the big dogs. Do you do you have a different view there? Do you think I'm crazy putting three guys ahead of Ghana? I even might put Dumoulin on his day ahead of Ghana on a, a proper role in parkour. Mm, I don't think so. I personally have a different opinion, and I think we clash on this one. The fact that I think that Ghana was so OP compared to the others this year that he could even do it on this parkour. We saw it in the Giro on that hilly time trial that started off with that, what was it, 11% that Almeida jumped onto and flew over, but Ghana apparently still did the, the fastest climb on it. So I think that Ghana certainly has it, but it depends on the length of the time trial. The shorter it is, the better for Ghana, I think. And you say, Dennis. You're right. If we have 2019 World Championship Dennis on these kind of parkours, he smashes it. If we have 2020 Dennis, then I think he loses it because he just no, wasn't I think they're the same up there. Yeah? You think yeah, the rest I, is just different? I think they're pretty much the same rider. Dennis lost the 34K ITT to Ghana mm -hmm. in the Giro by 26 seconds. It mm -hmm. didn't have too much climbing at all. The first ITT that Ghana won, Dennis got affected by the wind a lot, and it, it was a 58-kilometer-an-hour average ITT, perfect for Ghana. So with a bit more climbing and, yeah, uh, maybe a 45-kilometer, 44-kilometer-an-hour ITT a bit longer, I think Dennis is close to Ghana and maybe a similar level. Um, and I also think... No, actually, that's not true. At this point in the Giro, Dennis was still 100% focusing on his ITT result. He wasn't like yep. holding anything back at all for Tagegenhart. So that doesn't factor into it at all. But when I look at the margin of victory to, to Dennis in that Giro ITT with Ghana, I don't think we can say that Dennis has stepped back a lot power-wise. Maybe the Pinarello just he still doesn't have the, the fit and the setup 100% like he did with the BMC. Uh, I don't think Dennis has won on the Pinarello yet or won a TT with Ineos, but he's still doing good numbers if you look at that TT. Worlds was a little yep. bit – Worlds was the weird one, I think, because he really didn't do well at Worlds this year. Um, maybe he knew he was behind on time, but, yeah, the, the fifth at Worlds, I think, what was he, 40 seconds behind Ghana, but also two seconds behind Thomas. Yeah, I just think Tom Dennis is better at the rollier TTs and the longer ones where the average speed is a little bit lower. Conversely, Ghana's better. But what about Avonapol? Do you think, looking through his results, he beat in the Volta Algarve ITT at the start of this year a 50k an hour average an hour. Sorry, 50k's an hour average. He beat Dennis by 10 seconds and Kung by 20 seconds. 
not the quickest TT, uh, but still a pretty good one. But then Miguel Angel Lopez came 38 seconds behind Abel yeah. Bol and 28 seconds behind Dennis. So <laughs> who knows? So either, um, yeah. Either <laughs> Superman Lopez had a real Superman day or we had um, a bit of a lesser level on that time trial. But I don't think that's the case. I don't think that Lopez actually had a really good day that day. But if you look at it, I think Avenipool is up there with the best on this type of parkour. I had my top three as Gana, Avenipool, Dennis. Because I still believe that Dennis feels like he's on a, a worse level than last year and perhaps hasn't been able to prove that he's up there with the better ones on this type of parkour. But I do believe that he's in the top three. And I think that the difference is really close. And I think Gana just took it for me because of that Giro time trial. And Evenepoel took that second place because of that Algarve time trial on which they both eventually ended up beating Dennis. Obviously, it's Algarve... It's it's a preparation race for many riders. And a lot of riders are not going to be in a decent form at all. A lot of riders are going to be close to a decent form. Lopez is apparently in an amazing form in Algarve. But you've got other riders that could fit on this type of parkour. I think the fourth rider in Algarve, uh, Sharkman, also really good at this type of parkour. But he's never up there with the top three. He's always like just behind the best of the rest. That's what I want to try and say. But also, if you look at Grain Thomas, for example, I think these are the kind of time trials that fit him really well as well. Yeah. And he's got that big engine, but can also get over the hills and then get that big engine going again. And I think that if Thomas would have ridden one of these in, in the recent past, I think he would have had a really good result. I think Paul 2019 in the Tour de France, the one that Philippe won, he was second. He was really good in that time trial. That was also quite hilly. The last uphill section was also kind of crazy. But I think that Thomas could potentially be up with the top three here if he rode more of these to actually prove it to us. Under 45 minutes, Rolly Parkour. I still have Ghana first. I have Juan Vanart second at both under and above. Uh, sorry, I have Juan Vanart first at, if it's over 45 minutes in a Rolly Parkour ITT. Avonapol second, still ahead of Ghana. And yeah. And Ghana third, Thomas fourth, both below and above forty-five minutes. Yeah, I just think over forty-five minutes, the more roll, the more accumulated climbing counts against Ghana a little bit more. You got to remember that Avonapol beat Ghana on a that Rolly Yorkshire parkour by I think forty minutes or something, forty-six seconds. Avonapol yeah. beat Ghana by, and Dennis was in in fine form. So, do I think Ghana's changed like that much for in that sort of distance TT or the there's Rolly parkour and Avonapol has worsened assuming that Avonapol comes back from the injury fine I don't think so I think Avonapol is likely to have improved the next category 20 to 35 kilometers mostly flat the Imola course the classic Imola course by the way just a bit of background on that Imola course this year's course was the shortest World Championships course in over 25 years. Yeah. And I couldn't even check before 1994. It was 14 kilometers shorter than the planned 46K ITT course that was supposed to be in Ail Martini. So that obviously helped Ghana a lot. I think it hurt Dennis quite a bit. And I actually think Dennis would have been in a, a, a much better shout. He definitely, I think, would have been a better shout for a medal on that original Martini course. But just just a bit of background on that. It was an unusual year, and I'm I'm not criticizing that. I think it's a good, 
Like, Benji, do you think the World Champs ITT should be the same length, like over an hour every year? Because I don't think so. I don't think so either. It's like the normal World Championship parkour. It should be interchangeable throughout the year so that every aspect of a time trialist could have an opportunity of winning one of these. You've got riders that are better at prologues. We should have a prologue World Championship ITT at some point, just for the funds of it. Like, I feel like they should have an option to switch it around every so often. And the fact that it was so long all the time, like 50k, 45k every year, was a bit counterintuitive because in Grand Tours that would not happen. And if that does not happen in Grand Tours, what does the World Championship ITT represent? A time trial that is not ridden throughout the year except for that one time in the World Championships. So you kind of know my opinion on it. I feel like I've, I've swashed about it throughout the Grand Tours that I was against the longer ITT World Championships if no single race in the season has that parkour because then you've got a world champion that is good at the parkour that is not ridden throughout the season. So, yeah, I've got the opinion that it should switch around. It should be representative of the time trials that happen and not of one that we want to happen because everybody wants to see a huge time trial at some point in a Grand Tour again. But, yeah, I feel like it should change. What's your take on it? Yeah, it has to change. Just like the road race, it would be boring if every year it was the same for the road race. I think it's good to have different lengths in the world championships you know hopefully next year they have a longer one and then we can see it might be closer between Ghana and everybody but for this third category i still have wild one art first oh sorry no i don't <laughs> i still have Ghana <laughs> first for 20 to 35k flat itts and uh, yeah basically wild one art second so the one and two gold and silver in the world champs i think that represents the best and the correct order for going forward again what i would expect in 2021 on 20 to 35k flat itts i would have even a pole third i think coming back from his injury still i'd still have him over stefan kung i think he'd be kung in algarve yeah i just i don't know i don't have too much science behind it but i think he's yeah better than better than kung in some of the more technical ones too um and there was a fair gap i think for between Kung and Ghana and Wapanat. So that's my three Ghana, Wapanat, and Kung for this category. Okay, I think I've got something similar in the sense of um, the fact that Ghana's winning, first of all. Secondly, I would have put Avenipul above Fanat because despite. How? Fanat being beat him in the, in the Belgian national champs like multiple times. When? This year or not? Didn't he? In this year. I don't think Avenipool wrote it, but I could be wrong. Oh, you... I don't remember him writing it. No, you're I don't right, think Avenipool lost the time trial this year. Let's have. Proof. And yeah, as a consequence, you're right. I uh, have Avenipool just above Fonard, and that's because I believe that he didn't lose his time trial ability in one year, perhaps because of the injury, but I hope not. And as a consequence, yeah, that's why I've got Avenipool above Fonard. I, I was similar on Kung. I had him as fourth just behind the tree because Kung seems to be best at everything under 30 kilometers. Once that crosses the 30 kilometers, I don't think Kung has an ability of winning a time trial. And he is better at between like a prologue and a long time trial, just like the balance in between. Because balance, yeah, regarding Kung, he's one 
prologues. In the past, he was like one of the best prologue writers if we looked at the results in 2018 and perhaps start of 2019. He was up there with the best prologue writers. But I think that has changed over the last year and a half because so many new people are crossing the barrier to the top. Ghana was not at the top of time trial last year yet until the World Championships ITT where he said, okay, I'm here, boys. And even pulled it the same with last year and moving into this year. And I think it's hard for me to judge Avenipool compared to the rest. So I know where you're coming from, putting Van Aert higher than Avenipool. And looking at solely results, I would dare to do that as well. But I think that if Avenipool would have ridden the Giro, ITT would have thought different about it. But that's yeah, a what if, right. and that's exactly what I meant before before we uh, dove into this, that it's going to be more of thinking what could have happened sometimes because due to injuries and due to the fact that competition was different in the races they rode, they didn't ride against each other at any point this year, so it's hard to put them against each other, so we have to extrapolate the results that they did and think how would they have fought against each other, and as a consequence, that's that's how I've got that set up. But yeah, there's there's just so well, much to talk about here. And on your current yeah. point, you know, it's only one result, but he that Bing Bang Tour field for that ITT, which was prologue length, was not the strongest ITT field. Cry Anderson's pretty solid, but Kung not winning that prologue was really surprising to me. I, I think both of us had, well, maybe you had SKA, but I think yeah. I had Kung for that. And I, I know it was only six seconds and there were some turns and whatever, but still. It's not like it had Ghana or Wavanaud or even Apollo or Thomas there either. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think I've got as a top three as prologue. I didn't really name a top three earlier, earlier but I had Ghana first, Kro Anderson as second best prologue rider, personally, Ooh. and King as third. So I mean, we do know <laughs> and it's not solely based on the wing bank. Anderson in your bedroom. We established that during the Tour de France. <laughs> 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 that's what I'm going to have to put on the green screen. <laughs> I mean, it's a fair point. Cry Anderson, especially going forward to 2021, he's tw- he's only 26 years old. He's yep. definitely had his best year ever this year. And, yeah, I mean, what did he do? One, it's hard with TTs. He did one ITT this year at the Bing Bang Tour yep. and he won it. Last year he did, I think, the same TT, came eighth. But, no. Nah, there's natural improvement that has to be fo- like factored in. He did that. And you went in uh, Went pretty did well. You went in Paris-Nice this year. Ooh, was there an ITT Paris-Nice? I think he won a uh, prologue of 15 kilometers somewhere. He did. He won the 15k ITT at Paris-Nice. So yeah, it wasn't just so he won both the TTs. He did, and he beat Schachmann and Asgren. So yeah, pretty solid from him. Beat Campanas by 17 seconds and Kung by 26 seconds. So. Yeah, Kranerson definitely better, I think, than uh, Kung in the shorter ITTs, it seems like, and maybe someone we don't really think of as the ITT specialist that we should have yeah. next year. Who was your third on your list? Uh, Stefan Kung. <laughs> okay, you said So, Kung. yeah. Yeah. That's, Fair uh, enough. I have to disagree with you there. I definitely think Wavanard is better than Kung in the, uh, I think, 20 to 35 kilometer ITTs. Yeah, I think so as well. Fourth. ITTs with a genuine climb. So it's not just a climbing ITT because that's basically who is the best. Well, is, is that 
Would you say that's the same question, Benji? Uh, an ITT that is just a climb, like the Giro one where Quintana wore the long pink boots, is that the same as who is the best climber or is that a different question? Hmm. I, think I don't think so. Question. I think it's a different question. Also, kind of because it's unrealistic to look at a mountain time trial and say it's solely mountain. There's always a bit of a flat section in there. I think I've seen one or two time trials in my days that was actually solely one climb. So I've got it a bit both. I've got it what I think would be the likely rider to have a chance at winning both a mountain time trial with a flat part in it and perhaps without the flat part. And I'm not sure you thought of it in the same way. Well, I just, I was only really talking about the real time trials that we see, which is one with a flatter section and then a climb. As you said, we okay. rarely see yeah. one with just a straight yeah. climb. Even ones with yeah. just a straight climb, say Quintano was like on his Momo 2 form this year, I would still take Richie Port in a TT or Roglic in a TT fresh over Quintana on such a climb just because of their gen- like general TT ability, their ability to stay more aero, to pace better. I would take them over Quintana. So I still think it's a different question. You know, TT riders that are good climbers have a bigger advantage, obviously, in the pure climb TTs, which we don't see. But let's talk about the, the ones like the Planche de Belfi or Bergen, with I think the Planche de Belfi one is a great example as well. With yep. such a long thirty-five to was it thirty-five or forty-five minutes or forty minutes with a flat riding Cavagnard did second best time and then died on the climb. Seeing these bike changes all the time, I don't think we'll talk about that. But I have in this list Avonapol first, Pagacha a very very close second, and. I think Pogacar, what he did in the Tour de France, he will replicate. And he beat Roglic on a mixed parkour ITT at Slovenia where they were both trying as well. And I I think you also have to factor in that Roglic keeps getting things wrong equipment-wise. Like, I'm not sure at Slovenia why he used – he didn't buy change there either. And I said they should have changed and Pogacar changed. And then we've obviously got the helmet stuff, but – do I think that could continue and that Pagacha will get stuff right or do stuff a little bit better than Roglic in 2021 and Avonapol will do stuff better? Yeah, I think so, um, based on what we've seen before. So, yeah, that's my list. My list, sorry, is, yeah, Avonapol, Pagacha second, and Geraint Thomas third. Hmm, good list. And I actually was caught off guard with Avonapol because while setting up this three-man list, I didn't think of Avonapol at all. And yeah, that's that's my issue. But like you say, I should have thought of him because on paper he has the ideal built and like rider type to perform well on these kind of terrains. I had Pogacar as first. I had Dumoulin in second. And I had Roglic in third. And I think that Avonapool would be second or third in that if I had Avonapool selected. The reason I put Dumoulin there is I think it's the only real mountainous stuff he can perform extremely well in. I don't think he's going to be competing for a GC anytime soon. Sorry, Dutch people. Oh, like Dumoulin. Ready for but... those hot takes? Jesus. 
I, I like Dumoulin, but I don't believe it because there's so much competition these days, even in his own team. And because of that, I just don't see it happening. And we know that Jumbo losing the tour this year is going to send their best team to the tour next year as well. So it's unlikely that they're going to split up their their uh, their top GC riders to go to multiple Grand Tours. And if they don't go to multiple Grand Tours, then Roglic is leader in the Tour de France and Dumoulin is not. So that's what I've got in my mind for that. But I think that Dumoulin is still amazing on these type of parkours. A time trial with a climb in it. I think he wanted in Bergen. Yep. And yep. he uh, well, Roglic he did really well this year. Part. Yeah, that's true. And I think if Roglic doesn't fuck up equipment or doesn't have a bad day per se, because we don't know if this is the fact that it's a mountain ITT or the fact that it's late in a Grand Tour that it happens. Because... I feel it might be more leaning towards it's because it's late in a ground tour that he's having a mediocre time trial. And because of that, if it's like a sole one-day time trial, which doesn't exist too much except for the ITC, and stuff like that, but if that existed for some reason, then I think Roglic would, have, would do really well. So it's a bit, yeah, comparing apples and pears here for a second, but I think that it depends on where the ground tour where the ITT is in the Grand Tour, if it's at the start, then I think Roglic can do better than if it's at the end. In the middle of a one-week stage race 2019, a 16-kilometer yep. ITT, guess uh, over 50 kilometers an hour average, pretty flat. Guess who beat Campanats and Ghana by over 10 seconds? Primoz Roglic. Roglic. Chrono de Nation. He came third behind Jos van Emden and Ghana. Again, over 50 k's an hour, eight seconds behind Ghana. Van Emden, genius. <laughs> he's he seems to be different in these one-off ITTs, and we'll get that's our next category. But yeah, the one-off or one-week ITTs are different. Whereas obviously the the Tour de France Stage Twenty ITT in two thousand eighteen was a disaster um, when Froome put a lot of time into him. And on paper, even back then in twenty nineteen, I would have taken Roglic in a one day. Like he was favoured over Froome for that ITT. Like people thought Froome was done for third back then, but we're, sorry, we've got to get. I've got to hold that thought for the for the next question. I would have had Dumoulin third if he understood basic maths in the and understood that you know when it, when it goes uphill, you've got to change to the lighter bike because it makes you go quicker. Um, and just okay, being stubborn is great because you want to be stubborn, but uh, it doesn't actually make you go quicker on the scorecard. Kevin Garnett used to do the same thing. Kevin Garnett would have been like would have had such a higher PER if he'd shot three pointers instead of stubbornly shooting like one foot inside the line two pointers because he thought it was tougher for big men to shoot two pointers instead of threes because shooting threes was soft even though mathematically it made a lot more sense to shoot threes <laughs> that's what Dumoulin not changing bikes reminds me of um, he just thinks it's like he, I think he thinks it's kind of like cheap to change bikes, and I don't disagree with him. Like, I would actually like to see a rule. Would you like to see a rule, Benji, that they're not allowed to change bike? Because I think they have to bring it in. I don't think so, because while it would be more situated to the actual time trial ability of having a time trial bike and such, that's not what a time trial is about. A time trial is about doing faucet over a parkour and if you do that with a fucking bike with with the special handles on it bike <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't believe that it should matter which bike you're on. I think that it plays into the strategy and the tactics of, of it a bit if you've got a bike change. And we like talking tactics, so our life would be so boring in a preparation of a time trial if we couldn't talk about bike changes. Come on. Yeah, true. I wouldn't be able to make like 100K view videos <laughs> about bike changes. Um, yeah, yeah, but I guess maybe I'm being harsh on Dumoulin in uh, – no, I don't think so. I, I think Thomas Thomas showed at the World Champs. He's back in the ITT. He's elite. Um, I, I have him over Tom Dumoulin. But then again, and now we're getting – sorry, into the next category. But let's talk about – I'm going to skip forward to the sixth category because I think it's really – closely tied to the climbing one we just spoke about any of these categories where they're close i think can be affected by situational things like where they are whether the tt is one off or in a grand tour or a stage race so the fact that Avenapol is i say narrowly over pagacha in a one-off itt with a climb in a grand tour at the end of a three-week Grand Tour, I would probably go have to go with Pagacha because he's done it before and he just is a natural Grand Tour guy. I've seen We've now seen him in two Grand Tours where he gets stronger as it goes along. I'm not saying Evenepoel's going to get weaker, but we don't know yet. So next category, TT deep in the midst of a Grand Tour, think stages 20 in 2018 and 2022 to France and this year's Giro d'Italia. Who do you have? I guess we've got a... Let's make it a, a 35K, mostly flat ITT. Who do you have, Benji? Well, it's going to be a boring first answer, but I think that despite it being in the third week, Gana would still be first for me. <laughs> yep, I agree. And that is why I've got him in first. I do believe that when it comes to second and third, it's very different than when I should have one in the first week. I think Thomas is second for me. And perhaps Von Aard in the Tour de France proof that he's also up there but i think thomas is likely to be better in the third week we saw in the tour de france where he was in yellow at the start of one of these or he was not in yellow yeah i think he was in yellow in 2018 obviously um that he was a bit worse there but he also said afterwards that he was riding pretty relaxed for the last five kilometers to make sure he doesn't crash because he got such a large gap anyway so yeah I can't really use that ITT to look at it and say, oh, Thomas would not be good in a third week. I think uh, from what I think he is, he should be good in a third week of a Grand Tour. And I've got the same opinion with Campenarts. I don't know why, but he seems to be good at the end of a, a Giro in the last time trial every single time. So somehow I've got him in third. No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do. The disrespect. I have Tom Dumoulin second after Ghana, I think Dumla is just really like the power. He he did really good power and time in the on the flat section of the Tour de France, Planche de Belle ITT. Then Port destroyed him on the climb, and then they both basically ended up on the same time. So yeah, I have Tom Dumla second, and then I have Tadej Pogacar third. I still think he's he beat Cavagnat on the flat in that Planche right. de Belle ITT. So. That has to count for something. I, I just, I, I, I have no, I cannot see how Campanas would beat him on the flat. Um, in I a don't know. KTT. Maybe I'm, I don't think we can use. Mm, I, it's I don't know. It's hard. Actually, oh, 
Gunner did 54.5 k's an hour on that Milano TT, and Campanas was only 30 seconds behind him. But 30 seconds in a 17-minute TT is a pretty big gap. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. It, it would really, really, really depend on the parkour. Obviously, if there was some climbing, yeah. Pagacha over Campanas, I think we'd both agree on that. Yeah. Avonapol remains to be seen. Did I say Thomas or did you say Thomas? I said Thomas, sorry, second. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have Dumoulin. I think Dumoulin is probably would – I'd take him over Thomas yeah. maybe. And then – Thomas needs to get there first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. See, look what happened with Richie Port once he got there. He did a magic ITT. <laughs> the last category yeah, is the typical good. World Championships parkour that we've seen, 50 kilometers plus, can be flat, can be rolly. Tony Martin won four of them, four World Championships on such parkour. Cancellara won on them too. And I don't even know who I have on. <laughs> I don't even know. It's uh, it's not Ghana. I'm going to make you go first because you've written it down and I keep fluctuating and you keep yep. changing my mind. I don't think I've got Ghana either. I, um, I've got Ghana in second, just to make it a bit more stressful. I believe that this is the hardest type of time trial to think of. I said it multiple times already. 50 plus K time trials, we have not had a single one this year. So to judge this, we have to look at, firstly, the World Championship ITD of last year, which doesn't matter too much anymore because a lot has changed since then but it still gives us an indication of who is better at longer time trial distances. And we also need to look at this year at the time trials itself and who was good and who got worse as the time trial went along. I believe the time trials that Gana did, he was very strong at the start. He kept up his strength, but we did see if it went to like the 30 kilometer margin that it would go a tiny bit down compared to the competition. I think the longest time trial in the Giro was the one where the competition was relatively the closest compared to the amount of kilometers. And it did not get any better between the last intermediate of that time trial and the end. So the distance kind of stayed the same and perhaps the gap even went down a bit in the last portion of the time trial. And if you look at other riders, I need to think of Von Aert. I believe that he's better at the last part of that, but I don't think he is better at Ghana per se. I've got I've got Fanar just under Ghana. And perhaps it should be the other way around. I'm not sure. Those are my two and three. And as first, I'm gonna basically extrapolate from 2019 and say that Avenipool is the best at long distance time trials. And the reason I do so is because he is, in my eyes, the best rider to ride solo at this very moment in years. He can ride solo versus a fucking peloton these days. So, yeah, I've got Avonapol in first. Yeah, I've got Avonapol first. I have Rowan Dennis second. I haven't mm-hmm. seen Wout Van Aert necessarily show that he would be so dominant in a 50K ITT. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would help him a little bit more because he, he does remind me of Mark, Tony Martin's ITT. He doesn't seem to have the high-speed aero optimization that maybe Gunner and Campanats does. If Dennis was still on a BMC, I know this sounds facetious, but I'm being serious. If he was still on a BMC and had his OG set yep. up, I'd have him as the best at a 50K plus one-hour ITT. But And we just haven't seen it on the Pinarello and the Ineos setup yet. So I have Avonapol first. 
Janice second. I would, I kind of want to put Dumoulin there, but his, his Imola ITT was a bit underwhelming. But I have to put, I think, Lampanart third with Filippo Ganna just behind him. Um, so, yeah, this is, this is really speculating with this distance because we don't, yep. we just don't have these many TTs in this distance, uh, which is kind of a shame. I feel like there should be more one off ITT events. Definitely. Maybe a chrono donations at the end, and then maybe a similar event at the start of the year. I really like ITTs. Every single one during the Grand Tours this year, I have watched really, really closely yeah, and enjoyed same. them. Like enjoyed them a lot. And there were some Tour de France stages that were absolute snoozers. And I think there were maybe yeah. a, was there a Giro or a Vuelta? There was a couple that were just horrific. And yeah. I'm not saying they need more ITTs in the Grand well, in the Grand Tours, but I'm just saying if you, have one event, <laughs> <laughs> if you had one off one day ITTs, I'll definitely yeah. watch it. People would tune in, I think. If people watch a CX race, they'll watch an ITT. Um, so that was our list. Let us know down below in the comments what you whether you agree or not with our list. But now, Benji, who is your best overall ITT rider? Bundling all those things together for twenty twenty one, who is gonna well, who is going to win the most individual time trials at maybe World Tour or World Champs national level? Uh, that's a difficult question. So, firstly, if we look at 2020, my best time trialist is Filippo Ganna. Plain stop. I believe he was proven, and I believe he was proven on the most of these disciplines. For 2021, I believe that Evenepoel will step up. And I don't know if that will be able to compete with Ghana, but it's going to be an interesting battle. And I hope it's going to be close because that makes it so damn interesting to watch if it's like one or the other every time. And it's like one second, two seconds. Oh, it would be lovely to see a battle like that between uh, between those two. A bit like the battle that Cancellara and Martin had when they were switching over to each other because Cancellara was better before Martin. And the moment that the switch happened, they were so close to each other. That is what I want to see between the two. So either of those two is going to be next year for me. Yeah, for next year. For this year, I agree. It's Ghana. I have to give it to him. He was the best time trial rider because of just the sheer results. Did he benefit from going to the Giro? Yes, he did. But still, he won four stages. And he wasn't just riding up for the ITTs. I guess he got in the break as well on that stage he won. So I have to give it to him. He definitely improved from 23 to 24 years old. Next year, I agree with you, it's going to be Avonapol winning more stages and more races just because I think Ghana will be so hyper-focused on the Olympics. Now, maybe I'll be wrong, and that will mean that he just he will still have a normal schedule where he goes to like Terreno, and gets to you know he uses them as ITT tune-ups and preparation, but yeah, I think Avonapol will be the best overall ITT rider. Will he get to show it? Depends on the Giro parkour, which we don't know for certain yet. Obviously, we don't think either of us that he'll be going to the Tour de France. Avonapol's his goal as well, though. Benji is is gold medal at the at the Olympics in the ITT, yep. right? Like he has he said that in the media. He's, his first goal is the Olympics, but he has switched a bit over the last period because ever since the injury, he's leaning more towards Grand Tours as well in interviews. And recently in an interview, he actually popped up and decided to say, 
Well, I am mainly looking forward to Grand Tours next year because I want to make a really solid first debut at a Grand Tour. And it seems like he's kind of balancing in between right now. And perhaps that might lean towards a Grand Tour instead of Olympics by then. Because, yeah, it's like one or the other, but it feels like he's more and more leaning towards the Grand Tour side of things in recent interviews. So wouldn't surprise me if he suddenly says, oh, my biggest goal in the year is winning this Giro or this Tour de France. He won't say that because despite what a lot of people pretend to notice out of context, he's not really the kind of guy that says, oh, I'm going to win this race. He's the kind of guy that says, yeah, I'm going to try and win this race. And he uses those words carefully because he's learned from the first parts of his career that a lot of people take what he says out of context on the social media and as a consequence start hating on him. What, sorry? That the media are rats. That's what he called the media on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's not wrong in some aspects, <laughs> got to be honest. <laughs> All right, well, I just mentioned Tokyo, though. The ITT, we may as well get to it now. I think we, so we both mm-hmm. said Avonapol for next year. That's a big caveat. Obviously, we think he's going to come back from his injury, okay? Same applies for Chloe Dygert. I think I'm just being optimistic. Hope she comes back from her injury, okay? We just saw what Van Aert did, and his ITT was fine this year. Dumoulin? I mean, Dumoulin, his IT, it seems like the ITT comes back first, Benji. Like, Dumoulin was off the pace yep. climbing and, the, and sort of the sharp efforts. And his ITT was the best part of his armory this year. Um, so I think same with Wild Van Aert, same hopefully with Evan Paul and Diget. But the ITT at the Olympics next year is 44.2Ks. Vertical gain is 846 metres. Two hilly laps. And I think there's a climb of 5Ks at 4.5%. And oh, I can't wait because it is going to answer a lot of these questions. And if Ghana wins the gold on that parkour, I'll issue him a hand, maybe even a, a full YouTube video apology for not putting him clearly as the best this year and clearly as the best next year. But I don't think he will. So... Market if he does, you need to paint your face in the Italian flag. <laughs> paint my face <laughs> in the Italian flag. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, maybe I'll have to, yeah. So someone will remember yeah. this for next year for the Olympics. Hopefully it's the same parkour as the one I'm reading out. It was supposed to be for 2020. Who do you think? We have, yeah. to, we have to do our picks now, Benji, before, before the pod finishes. Who's your pick for that Olympic ITT gold? Well, I said it, it's Ghana or Evenepoel, but since the parkour seems to fit Evenepoel better, I'm going to go for Evenepoel. I actually just watched the parkour for the first time ever. I was so unprepared for the Olympics this year because for some reason, I'm not overly hyped about the Olympics. <laughs> when Greg Van Avermaet won the Olympics, it felt like he won a welter race to me. And I think that's different for a lot of people. I value a lot of the welter races above the Olympics because it doesn't feel like it's in the cycling calendar per se it feels like it's something that is a bit external and i think that's like something tennis. personal to me what like that is like, well no like do, do federer nadal and djokovic do they really rate their olympic gold medals i, I think once they've won olympic golds one of them or whatever in the men's singles do they really rate that the same as winning wimbledon or a grand slam no way yeah no, i think so as well 
You're right. Same with same with World Tour races. Parry, surely like winning a Grand Tour is way above the Olympics. I think winning World yep. Championships, ITT, I don't know. It depends, right? One, they're different. Winning a World Championships, ITT is more important in the cycling community and in the respect in the in that community. Winning a gold medal for your country, though, brings so much more exposure. You're on national TV. More of your country and the world are watching. It's just so different. And for that, in that aspect, it is special. It's also worth it. every four years. Um, so that's why, yeah, I don't know. I, I, what about Tadej Pogacar, Benji, on that profile? I think he's a favorite to get a medal, to be honest. Yep, Gray and Thomas as well. There's so many potential favorites, I'd say. But I think you've got the opinion that Evenepoel is most likely the uh, the favorite for this parkour, despite saying that Pogacar could go for a medal. But I'm going to throw it differently. I'm going to ditch this topic right now, and I'm going to ask <laughs> you a question. So my question is, if you had to choose... This year, based on your hypothetical start, where you said if Wout van Aert was solely focusing on time trials, just like Gana is, who of the two would be the best time trialist of the year for you? If Wout van Aert... Potential ability. If he could go to Dan Began, get his setup just locked in, train hard... You know, it's also about train... Look at Campanart's videos. The guy trains 80% of the time on the ITT bike. Go and train on the bike the entire time. Get that setup dialed in. Model your whole year on the ITTs. Would Wavanard have been better than Ghana? I'm not sure exactly. Depends. I think it would have been a lot closer. He didn't lose Imola by that much. Like how much do we have to knock Wavanard like how much do we discount his Imola performance because he had to do the Tour de France beforehand? I'm not, you know, does that count for him? Maybe it was better for him because he had time in the legs. Um, I think it's a lot closer, to be honest, and it really depends on the profiles. I still think in a in a prologue, Ganner's going to beat him, and I think for every extra kilometer, it gets a lot closer. And I'm not sure where that tipping point is on the graph, where Wapanart starts to get a bit better than Ganner, or how much. Yeah. How many vertical meters there has to be to be better than to be better than Ghana? Um, but yeah, it's it's a good question. I I still would probably have taken Ghana for this year just because of do I know do I know the parkour Benji? Like, do I know all the prospective TTs? Do I know that Imola is going to be thirty k's long? If I do, then I'd still pick Ghana. Um, yeah. If it's a normal year, then maybe not. Maybe I would have taken. Someone else um, taking one up on our or Dennis. Maybe if Dennis is still on a different team, or you know, maybe we could see Dennis doing a lot better next year. Uh, who knows? I was about to say something, but I've completely forgotten. Uh, but I'd encourage everyone to go and look at that ITT profile for the Olympics. It's a very, very interesting looking one. Have we looked at the? I mean, the, the problem for De- for Dennis and Ganner and Co. is that. The Tour de France, it would have been great for them to go and get some Tour de France stage wins with the ITTs at the Tour, perfect for Ghana. And I think Wafanada is going to clean them up. There'll be no Evenepoel, there'll be no Ghana or Dennis. They won't be going right because of the Olympics. So Wafanada, he is going to be in pole position to take those ITTs at the Tour de France unless Geraint Thomas improves a lot or is somehow better than Wafanada. But yeah, maybe that's more to do 
in the previews next year. Comment down below anything you think about the ITTs, whether you think we're biased. Is there anyone we've missed out or disrespected? I think we've been pretty balanced and pretty mainstream on our picks. Maybe yep. a little bit of Avon Apollo hype, but he has to be. If you go and look up Lagunas Denier or Vuelta Burgos, if you're saying, oh, he's never proved himself on a long climb, etc., go and look up uh, Avon Apollo on that climb and tell, tell us in the comments then that he wouldn't be good on a climbing parkour. You got anything else, Benji? Any other news? Have we missed anything else? I think we mentioned the Sunweb signing. We mentioned Cavendish. We did the emergency podcast. Has there been any other news? Rod Ellingworth left Bahrain. Um, it's not too much, I don't think, going on. Yeah, I don't think there's too much going on either. Like a lot of like transfers and so forth. We're going to take those on in separate podcasts. We said at the start we should dive into team time trials. We might do that in a shorter podcast, I'd say, yeah. because I've got a an extra question there I'd, that I'd like to dive into <laughs> in right, a separate we'll, podcast. We'll hold it. But if you and, say um, anyone yeah. other than Ineos, I'm gonna fly. I'm gonna fly over to Western Flanders and fight you. Okay, boxing <laughs> match. <laughs> it has to be. I'm Ineos. still gonna lose. I don't know. <laughs> I might win. I'm not anyway, sure. <laughs> you're about eight inches, no, ten inches yeah. taller than the other midget. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> we're off topic now. Time to end the podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Give it a like down below if you like the webcam stuff. We're improving bit by bit, and we'll see you later. Ciao.